So I thought I'd change up my routine, record at a different time, give myself a little extra time to prepare. And that was a terrible idea because I didn't take other factors into consideration. And it feels good to just be super productive right out of the gate. You know, I get up at 5.30. I work out. Drink my coffee. Read the news. And record a podcast. And it feels good. But that's enough positivity. (laughs) Monkey pox is here. We're all going to die. And actually, the uh, esteemed chief of the World Health Organization has now declared monkeypox an emergency. And this, uh, this article from Breitbart, headline, Unprecedented. Coup chief Tedros defied experts to declare monkeypox emergency, falsely claims nine to six vote a tie. Well, he is from Ethiopia, so maybe his math isn't that good. All right. Not everyone has, has access to the uh, stellar sort of education you can find here in the States. World Health Organization Director General Tedros Adam Ghebreyesus took the unprecedented, unprecedented measure this weekend of ignoring the agency's special advisory committee to declare the spread of monkeypox a public health emergency of international concern, despite his lack of medical background and his own admission that the risk of it spreading was moderate at worst. So, surprise, surprise, the head of another global agency is just a puppet for the global elite. Tedros is the first WHO director general who is not a medical doctor and rose to the position after being accused of helping cover up multiple outbreaks of cholera in his native Ethiopia, where he served as foreign affairs minister and health minister under the now-outlawed Marxist party, the Tigray People's Liberation Front which is identified as a global terrorist organization. As head of the WHO, Tedros has faced an array of criticism for not reacting sufficiently to an outbreak of Ebola in Africa under his watch, and more prominently for failing to declare the spread of Chinese coronavirus a global emergency and later a pandemic in a timely manner, which was all by design. This is why... Trump cut all the funding to the World Health Organization. Concerns regarding Tedros' actions on monkeypox posit the opposite problem that he overreacted to a situation, even as the medical experts tasked with assessing the risk did not believe it merited the label of public health emergency of international concern. Oh, they've got a nice little acronym. P-H-E-I-C, fake, fake, isn't that apt? The Special Advisory Committee, which Tedros is not mandated to obey but expected to listen to, concluded last month that the spread of monkeypox globally 
did not yet rise to the title of global emergency. It's 15 members. Similarly, I think I heard the, I think I heard the number was like 88 people worldwide had died of monkeypox. It's 15 members similarly, similarly concluded by majority this week that the situation remained the same. Nine panel members opposed using the label fake while, while six supported it, according to Reuters. Reuters bizarrely described Tedros overriding the panel to declare a global emergency a tiebreaker, despite nine versus six not being a tie. Tedros himself described the situation as such, claiming he had to act as a tiebreaker on Saturday, revealing the newswire as a mere stenographer to his spin. Yeah, that's kind of all mainstream media these days. Because we know how they operate. It's an investment-based system, like everything, like the World Health Organization. These companies didn't buy these major news outlets so that they could continue doing honest journalism. No, they did it to, when they bought the news, they bought a mouthpiece for their company. This is why you won't read any negative Amazon stories in the Washington Post because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Now, this news comes right on the back of that story that was out about the uh, the new rules for the World Health Organization member states. Remember, everyone was up at arms about Biden ceding American sovereignty to the World Health Organization. And everybody said, ah, oh, don't, you know, you're exaggerating. Don't worry about it. That's never going to happen. And it didn't happen yet. But this is exactly what people were concerned about. This Dumbo at the World Health Organization declaring a worldwide public health emergency and then forcing all of these World Health Organization regulations on the member states. So that becomes a problem when you realize who all of the controlling interests in the World Health Organization are. Now, 51% of the funding comes from the member states. Then the next largest contributor is the United Nations, intergovernmental organizations, and development banks. Well, that's cause for concern. Then the top 10 voluntary contributors, number one, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, we could go down a deep rabbit hole on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. But the most interesting thing that I learned recently is that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation donates obscene amounts of money to 
the Gavi Alliance or G-A-V-I Alliance. In the last, oh, let's see. I'm looking at the Gates Foundation grants page right now. July of last year, they gave $1.6 billion. Nearly the same amount in January of 2016. And again, nearly the same amount in November 2011. In this Gavi Alliance, all they do is push vaccines on what they call underdeveloped nations. Now, you ask me uh, five years ago, I think, oh, hey, that's probably a great thing. But the mask has been pulled back. And not in a happy Scooby-Doo kind of way. The mask has been pulled back because, I don't know, the internet? We figured out how to share this information or because they just don't care. That's, I mean, that's what concerns me. Do they have such a death grip that they just don't care? Who knows? You know, I just heard yesterday that the origin of HIV and AIDS could have been from a rushed polio vaccine. And it was actually the oral version of the polio vaccine. This guy, Ed Hooper, uh, wrote a book called The River, which is now a documentary. And this is a over 3,000 word paper that he wrote. But here in the second paragraph, he says, uh, after 27 million deaths and the infection of more than 66 million people with HIV, there are now strong indications that human hands, in particular those of the doctor and the scientist, started the AIDS pandemic. This is not the theory of origin favored by most in the medical establishment. The familiar cut hunter or natural transfer theory proposes that a single hunter or bushmeat seller became infected with simian immunodeficiency virus while skinning or butchering a chimp and that the pandemic started from that one infection. The theory of origin that I supported in the river is the OPV, oral polio vaccine theory, and it requires a little background. In the 1950s, OPVs were prepared in primate cells, and most still are today. As a result, each OPV contains not only weakened polio virus, but also whichever monkey viruses happen to be present in the cell substrate. One such virus was SV40, the 40th simian virus to be discovered, which was found in 1960 to cause tumors in hamsters. Poor hamsters. By then, tens of millions of people around the world had been given SV40-contaminated polio vaccines. And over the next two years, the producers switched from using Asian monkeys, which are uh, susceptible to infection with SV40, to African monkeys, which are not. Forty years on, it is recognized that exposure to SV40 leads to a slightly heightened risk of contracting certain cancers, such as 
mesothelioma. Now, if there's one thing that we've learned through this entire pandemic ordeal, if you even want to call it that, is that these people must not have any idea what they're doing. They told us that masks would protect us. They were wrong. They thought lockdowns would work. They were wrong. Social distancing, wrong. Plexiglass barriers, wrong. And now even the head of the World Health Organization is wrong about declaring this monkeypox emergency, but he did it anyway. They locked us down anyway. They forced us to wear masks anyway. And here we go again. The masks are coming back. Monkeypox is the uh, is all the rage now. There's a more recent article out from the Associated Press that uh, says that the UN is claiming that a, a polio outbreak in Sudan was caused by this same oral vaccine. Started in Chad, spreading through Ethiopia and Eritrea. But we're supposed to believe these people that say that these vaccines are good for us, the masks are going to save us, the lockdowns will protect us. Are you that stupid, really? You're going to keep going along and believing that this is really for our for our own good? Even though these doctors have managed to get their message out despite all the censorship, that in fact, the studies have shown, the data has shown, that the vaccines aren't very helpful to people under 75. The masks are not effective in, in the application that they're expecting us to use them in. Get on the airplane. Oh, you can take your mask down to get a drink of water. As soon as you take the mask off, it negates all the effectiveness. So instead, you've got to wear one of those thick, tight-fitting masks. And we're going to put those on our kids and make them wear those all day long? No. No, I don't think so. If you do that, you're stupid. If you go along with that, you're stupid. If you don't stand up and speak out against this shit for once, finally, you're stupid. Stop listening to the show. I don't care. Unfollow me. Send me an angry email. The real earthbox at protonmail.com. We must collectively push back and say no. They're floating these ideas of mask mandates out there. They're floating this possibility of monkeypox pandemic out there. They want to see. They want to see how we respond. They want to see if they have any more leverage against us with this fear-mongering. And we must tell them no. I just heard a story about, the in the same way that I learned about this, 
oral polio vaccine causing HIV, potentially. I also learned about the boxer Tommy Morrison that just died in 2013 of AIDS and that he may not have had HIV to begin with and that maybe it's the treatment that killed him. Because now the rumors are going around that he never actually got a positive test for HIV. And that the companies conducting the HIV tests way back when were heavily in bed with, you guessed it, St. Anthony Fauci. And this gets back to what I've been asking since the very beginning. Where are these tests coming from? Who makes them? And how reliable are they? The best answer I can get is about 50%. They're about 50% reliable. You have a 50-50 a chance of getting, I mean, it's not even about positive or negative. It's about accuracy. You've got a 50% chance that the test you take will actually be accurate. So what? That means half of the time, if you're negative, you're positive. Or if you're positive, you're actually negative. Who knows? No one's asking. The people responsible for the PCR test that was being heavily used at the beginning of the pandemic, the man who in invented that test said, no, you shouldn't use it for detecting infectious diseases. Because it doesn't tell you what you need to know. It only tells you if there's the presence of a virus. It doesn't tell you if it's live virus. It doesn't tell you if it's virus capable of infecting another person. It doesn't tell you if it's even virus that is replicating itself inside of the person. And then once they managed to unseat President Donald Trump, the CDC came out and said, oh, no more, no more of using that test. We need to use this test, which will tell you the difference between the flu virus and the coronavirus. Hmm. Still think it was about, it's all about a virus. Still think it's all about public health. Pfizer made 36 billion last year on their vaccine. Do you think they care about public health? Or do you think they care about selling vaccines to you? Do you think they care about manufacturing vaccines in the cheapest way possible so that they can maximize profits? I can't find out how much money Pfizer gives to the World Health Organization. Or Moderna. But pandemics are very, very profitable for these people. And everybody wants a piece. And that's why a lot of these companies and countries pump so much money into the World Health Organization because the World Health Organization will endorse this vaccine and that vaccine. They, and they, they have no authority 
to mandate whichever vaccine is used. And and that's their motivation right now. That's why they want these new rules for their member states. Because they want to be able to leverage their power. And they're they're also pushing for uh, uh, suspension of the, um, why can't I think of the word? The patents for all of these vaccines. They want these companies, or they want the countries to suspend the patents that go to these uh, drug manufacturers so that all around the world, these companies can manufacture vaccines designed by other companies. Now, that would really incentivize these member states to remain members of the World Health Organization, right? I'll be back. Goodbye.